0: film number 22 and I'm going to say this from the very outset so you cannot give out to me there will be uh, spoilers plentiful and there's a lot to spoil about Marvel's Avengers Endgame and joining me to talk about the culmination of a universe the universe is over is the Barry lad Barry how are you doing
1: I'm not too bad it feels weird to constantly worry about spoilers when it seems like literally every human alive went to see this movie straight away uh, when it was released um but yeah we'll 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 preface that now spoilers
0: yes and i was like i was thinking about this like shazam is a film that i can tell you that he becomes a superhero there's a bad guy he beats the bad guy lives happily ever after there's no spoilers in shazam you know what i mean there's a lot of spoilers
1: in this film (laughs) it's like it is like spoilers the movie i mean it is just it is just wall-to-wall happenings
0: so we've ended the universe did you enjoy endgame barry
1: I I think it was about as thoroughly enjoyable as possible. I I loved it. I I was so happy with 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 the amount of stuff they paid up. I think they went even further above and beyond paying things off than I expected. Even following Infinity War. And Infinity War, as we talked about in that episode, you know that was a pretty reference heavy movie. That was a movie where they where they unapologetically went for the fans and they didn't they didn't spell things out for everyone else. And this one just doubled or tripled down even on that idea. I mean, it was just really wonderful. Another really wonderfully breezy film despite the long runtime. I mean I just I, I just really, really thoroughly enjoyed it and uh well worth the, the, the staying up for the midnight launch and uh in my I also uh, did the double bill, so I was in the same theater for about seven hours. So um it was it was worth it all. It was worth it all.
0: That's when you know it's good when you've sat through seven hours and it's still like, Yeah,
1: Yeah, that takes a lot from me.
0: It is, it's unapologetically, as I said, like, Infinity War throws you into the universe, assuming you just know the universe. This film is just unapologetically the sum of the 21 films prior to it. In a way that I think most studios would balk at. Most studios would be like, we can't have Thor Dark World play this much of an important role in this giant film. (laughs)
1: And I, I was a little, um, I'll be honest, I was caught off guard by by that part. Because even, there, this movie's so dense at references that even us having rewatched all this stuff in the road up to this, I was still a little bit lost. But when they were talking about that, yeah, the, the reality stone and the essence and all that other stuff, I was like, what is this from? <laughs> I've And I have now, having done this show, I mean, I only, I watched Dark World once and then I watched it, uh, I mean... Actually, can't remember. I, I've at the very least seen it just twice, possibly even just the once for this show. But I could not believe that. I was like, I guess this is Dark World. I guess because I I don't I can't place it anywhere else. Um, yeah.
0: That's. I think that's the biggest sin of this film that uh, it's. You know, you know, we were talking about oh essential films you have to watch in the MCU. Unfortunately, Thor: Dark World is not one
1: of them. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy.
0: Like you're talking about like dense with references at, at the very end of this film, and we'll we'll get to, we'll talk about Tony Stark later. But at, at the Tony Stark funeral, at the very very end, there's a kid in that crowd. Who I guarantee ninety eight percent of people are like, "Who the hell is that guy?" And it's just the kid from Iron Man three, and like he's he doesn't get a line. He's not referenced anywhere. He's just standing there. But I guarantee most of the audience will be like, "Who's that guy?" But then you're like, "Oh."
1: I didn't pick up on that at all. Yeah, you 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 got me there. And I was actually I was going to try and squeeze in a viewing uh, this morning. Uh, my my roommate was going to see it again. I was going to tag along, but I stepped it out. So, uh, but I'm looking forward to going back and watching it and uh, picking up on those little things even further. I mean, yeah, it was just it was so so slow, so so much, um, and it was like the ultimate reward for for fans. It really was.
0: Mm. It's, I, I kind of brushed it off when you said it in the, it was probably Infinity War, but you were like, I have no idea what this film was going to be about. And I'm like, yeah you know, they're going to get the Infinity Sons and save the world. Having watched this film, yeah, I had no idea what this film was going to be about.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they they really kind of went off the wall. I mean, I mean you could have probably broadly predicted uh, time travel. Mm. Uh, but the, uh, yeah, the particulars of how it all played out. Uh, uh, w- w- was something else, and I think. Well, I think a lot of people uh, might have predicted time travel back to the events of Infinity War, but but the, the way they actually did it was just was just bonkers. Um, mm. uh, it really was, and that and that and that was the that was the crux of the film as well. Was all the time jumping and and, and all that other stuff. I mean, really, the 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 um, the climactic battle really was just climactic. That was the the back end of the movie.
0: Yeah, there was no like real. Like, usually, the, the, the way these films are structured is they start with an action sequence. Mm-hmm. Then they, they kind of ease in for a while. Then there's kind of a, a big mid-film fight scene. And then there's obviously the, the main event schmas, if you will. And, yeah, this film didn't really have, like, a mid, mid-film mid fight scene. It just had, as as the film coined, a time heist. or they went back in time to steal the Infinity Stones from places where they knew they were. And, God, that is, like... As you said, like this, this film is so dense in references to the MCU, but like just them going back in time to Avengers, uh, Guardians, Thor: Dark World, and technically Infinity War, I guess. Um, yeah, it's just like it. it made those it, like just it brought a universe together in a way that was so satisfying. Like when uh, Gamora and no, the other one. What's the what? you know nebula yeah when nebula was just looking at peter quill doing his dance from the start of guardians of the galaxy which you know at the start of that film it's a cool moment he's like yeah dance into the song it's like look at cool peter quill but then in this film they just cut away to people looking at him and he looks like the biggest buffoon on planet earth and it's just stuff like that that looks back at and recontextualizes those old films that like i i I I bow at the altar of the Russo brothers and whoever wrote the screenplay for this film. I will uh, uh, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, who are the usual Captain America duo. I bow at their altar because they uh, this film is such. It's like I ca- I can't go into this film with the experience of having not seen the twenty one films. So maybe it's an utter train wreck for anybody that hasn't, and like it's incomprehensible nonsense. But for people that have this film, it's just so satisfying.
1: <laughs> Yeah I, yeah, I mean, and we, I think we said that for Infinity War 2, but even more so for this one. Like, if you haven't seen Guardians, I mean, that I don't know that that scene doesn't necessarily work, but what must you make of it? It must be so mm-hmm. bizarre. Especially because Quill hasn't been in the movie up until that point. <laughs> uh, he hasn't been brought back, so you don't even have any context for who he is. I mean, yeah, it is, it is, um, uh, it is probably indecipherable... Um, to, to the non-follower of the series. But even the part where they're going back to the um, uh, the original Avengers movie, there's so much going on in that scene. They're trying to get the, the Scepter. They're trying to get the Tesseract. There's Hulk. There's Captain America fighting Captain America. There is so much going on that if you don't know the actual events of the film and the actual significance of those objects, they don't even... They don't even mention that, oh, by the way, just a reminder, the scepter is what contains the minestone. I mm-hmm. forgot that. I <laughs> forgot that's where the minestone came from. I had to look that up after the fact. I was like, wait, where did they get the minestone again, or what's in the scepter? I thought the scepter was the Tesseract. I got all confused. And I've seen these movies multiple times. <laughs> But, um, yeah, no, it was, it was great, and, and this is also one of my favourite cinema-going experiences as well. People were just cracking up. I mean, people were just gasping and ooing and awing and laughing, and the, uh, I mean, the Captain America fight scene was, was so great with the, I-can-do-this-all-day line. I mean, people howled at that, and it was one of the, I think it's one of the best lines, and probably one of the best line deliveries from Chris Evans in, in, in the entire franchise.
0: And the moment just before that where they, they call back to the Captain America Winter Soldier elevator scene, and you think they're going to do it again, and it's like no, they subvert it in a really smart oh, way. That, that is just,
1: so good. It's
0: so good.
1: Oh, I, I, my roommate was sitting next to me, and I noticed him like, oh, elevator fight, and then, and then that happened. I was like, oh, it's just, it was so great, and it, it's like when you when you think of what the strong suit of Infinity War was, it was a really impressive film just in terms. of, of all balancing all those characters and and all those events and and, and getting all their ducks in a row uh, that way and paying things off. I mean this this just ramps that up to the next level because you've got just as many characters you've got all these conflicting timelines and then they've gone out of their way to involve as many other films and tertiary characters as humanly possible. I didn't suspect Tilda Swinton to come back. Um, Robert directed. Redford. <laughs> Robert Red for Natalie Portman. Like I did not expect any of these people to come back. Mike, I forgot Michael Doug again. I think as we discussed during Ant Man, I keep forgetting Michael Douglas is in this universe of films. He's in this movie. Uh, oh god, it's just it's. They could have they could have played it so much safer and still had a very good film. They they really could have. It was it was just it was a, a sheer work of of ambition. And, and passion I mean this is obviously such a passion project for so many people involved which is which is impressive because you can you can have a lot of cynicism about how these movies are made and I think that's fair but but um, uh, like they really it really came off like a film by people who love who love them for people who love them um, and and, and, the, and the ultimate you know uh, credit to that is that when you come to the big culmination where all the dead characters come back which you knew you had to mm. but the big the really difficult thing is, how do you make that not feel cheap? How do you make it feel like a triumphant moment that feels earned, that feels dramatic, that feels like something you didn't quite expect, um, even though you did expect it? And it, it, they pulled it off. I mean, it felt like it felt like one of those grace... Uh, it, it kind of felt like Thor arriving on the battlefield in Infinity War. It was one of those big fist-pumping moments. I mean, it was just... It really was a triumph. It was a, a triumphant film.
0: It was also preceded by Falcon coming through the portal saying, on your left. Which, again, is a callback to Captain America Winter Soldier in a really fun way. And then I was like, okay, okay, okay. I, I, I'm not a crier, and I didn't cry. I'm a weller-upper. And that was one of my weller-upper moments.
1: Yeah, I um, I don't think I've ever welled up at any of these movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think I've really come close. And even during the even during the highest highs of this series, the Winter Soldier, Guardians 1 uh i probably put civil war up there like even at uh, the really triumphant moments I, i've never felt any kind of emotional pangs out of it and uh much to some of my friends chagrin uh tony's funeral didn't get me
0: same, I, i'm not i'm not an, i've never been an iron man guy so i'm like uh, i think it's a it's not quite a brave it's the right decision to kill him off but
1: i'm like yeah okay it was- it was masterfully done. It, it was a great, poignant moment. I mean, mm-hmm. ha- uh, again, a literal 11-year callback to the first film. With oh, the, the,
0: the I uh, Am Iron Man lied!
1: <laughs> no, not even that. The, the proof Tony Storm has a... Uh, Tony Storm. Fucking Tony Storm, <laughs> Jesus. The proof Tony Stark has a heart um, mm-hmm. trophy. That, that original uh, uh, kind of energy, whatever it is, from the first film. I mean, that, It was all great. That was all wonderfully done I didn't dislike it at all it just didn't quite get me but this movie literally got me right before the credits it was just when it with the closing shot of, 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 of Captain America uh, uh, you know uh, living his life as he said you know back in the 50s that got me and I was like this entire franchise took 11 years but it got me to well up just as it was finishing um, well, I mean how how perfect I mean how frame perfect a, a conclusion can you have? That is, uh,
0: in theory, is like immaculately paced a series of 22 films can be then. It's like, its point of l- largest emotional impact was the end in which Captain America finally returned the dance he promised to to Agent Carter. At the end of Captain America 1! This stupid film is so good!
1: <laughs> I mean, it's the, And it's like... Oh, and and the thing is, when you think about it, is like they never, they never really let you forget about Agent Carter. I mean, that no. is obviously it's the, it's a big part of of the first Captain America movie. But every movie he's in, I'm fairly sure, she is referenced or or there's there's you know there there's a scene there's the scene where he goes to a funeral. He always has that that um, that picture. Like they never let you forget that, even though. The actual importance of that character in terms of directly affecting the kind of the events of the story events we long moved past that but they but it was obviously it was it was a core of Steve rogers character his relationship with her and it it was just i mean it it was so so well done and 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 it is interesting as, as i kind of mentioned earlier that these absolutely gigantic you know corporate machine films ultimately look they still have as much, and in this case, a lot more heart than an awful lot of blockbusters out there.
0: Hmm. I admire this film's structure, because it's it's very much a three-act film, because the first act, which is almost the act I admire most, is just the first hour of the film is just sitting in that world five years after the world has ended. Obviously, we get the Frankly, gigantic swerve of of Thanos being killed in the first fifteen minutes, <laughs> which that that is the moment where they're like, throw your expectations out the window. You don't know what this film is about. Yeah, but that first uh, that first act where it's just those characters living in that world of like just every, half the world is gone, and five years later they can't get over that.
1: Um. Yeah. It, it, it's like I I don't think they could have done this film and not had it be three hours Do you mm-hmm. know what i mean and and part of it is is as you mentioned like that first act where they really let you wallow in everything that's happened um i think it's very important because it, you know everyone knew going into this that they're probably going to undo it and they did but so so you have to make yet to make that feel kind of justified and not cheap you kind of have to make it really make it really be known how affected everyone has been by by what happened um and it it was great and like i said you know they could have made this movie you know good without going to the lengths they did and i think one of those lengths is really hammering home the significance of the events of infinity war in the in the first half of this
0: Mm. and then act two is time heist which is a ton of fun that that entire sequence is just a ton of fun
1: and and everyone's getting their shine everyone's you know everyone's getting their like everyone gets moments in this movie you Mm -hmm. know what i mean uh when there's, there's action and everyone gets their their laughs, everyone gets kind of there's little payoffs from from earlier in the in, in the series. I mean, it's just yeah, that is that is and and that is I think that is probably the most ambitious part of the whole film. Yeah. I would say um, time high stuff because again, um, with, with anytime you do any kind of elaborate time travel sequence, you're kind of going above and beyond what you really need to do for your story, um, and they, they 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 nailed it.
0: And then the final act is the literal end game, which is just chock full of, like, it has the best Avengers Assemble line you will ever hear in your life, and like that yeah. giant corny piece of dialogue, when in any other hands, could have been like the cheesiest kind of like face palming moment, but no, it's just like, yeah, yeah, this is the culmination. Look at look at all these characters,
1: and it, it's it, that moment. It, it like it sums up the 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 almost kind of the whimsy of what's great about this universe because everyone like you and i was probably a little giddy when that happened and it was just it was like you were it was like you're a child again watching these car these characters in in you know the saturday morning cartoons or or, you know the spider-man cartoon or whatever it was you you could just you could just feel the excitement within yourself as this big set piece came together and it's pretty crazy because we're we're a day away from what i believe is being touted as as the longest uh, battle scene in film and television history the upcoming game of thrones episodes
0: mm. uh,
1: which is ostensibly apparently just one big battle and it's, it's apparently the the longest uh, in screen history what, what what a week for battles because that final battle in, in in endgame it was gargantuan it really was i mean it was um and, and it, it was gargantuan, but it was also extremely cool because it involved, like, flying unicorns and shit. <laughs> just, like, Thanos monsters and the monsters from Avengers 1 and just all these... Literally every superhero Disney could get their grubby hands on. Oh, my God. Just absolute mayhem.
0: I was disappointed. That, like, all you had to do was have the, have the Marvel people or the ne- Marvel Netflix people and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. people walk through a portal... And then you don't even have to do anything more. Just give them their moment for for the, the poor people on television.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was I, I actually didn't think about that. I, I, someone else mentioned that to me. After the fact, that is a bummer. I I was kind of hoping for that in Infinity War. Um, uh, and, but and now but obviously since since that and this, pretty much all of those those television entities have been uh, cancelled and presumably will be resurrected later down the line by Disney themselves. But it is a bummer because, it, like so so, like what is the point other than a little trivia note or a marketing gimmick to say these shows are in the cinematic universe well what they don't they interact with each other
0: mm. but they
1: don't interact with the movies and the movies are <laughs> they're, they're the real deal you know um, uh, it, it's like it's cool having you know Daredevil and Punisher overlap but but you tell me, you telling me you couldn't get Punisher in just coming out of one portal and just shooting a big gun? It would have been-
0: It's that easy. That's, like, that's all you need. You just need them to stroll out of the portal, shoot some of the aliens, and then never mention them again.
1: Exactly. It's perfectly fine, especially because all the, the, the dusted characters who came back, like Bucky, Bucky has like 30 seconds of screen time in this movie. He's, he's <laughs> he, he does very little. Uh, you know, you're, you're you're writing checks to people like Natalie Portman for for minimal screen time. You can get John Bernthal in there; uh, he's earned it. <laughs> uh, I feel bad for the Ages of Shield fans because that show is going ages. Um, and for for this for this climactic chapter to happen, and for them to not get a a, a movie appearance is is a bit of a bummer. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be interesting to see if that ever changes because obviously the, the the Marvel universe will roll on and
0: we have yeah, the you know, Disney plus shows coming which in theory it has more of the film characters in them
1: yeah so so will will you know will future uh event films like whatever whatever they are will they uh will they feature um uh, those characters i don't know it is it, it's interesting to think what um what the future event films will be because mm-hmm. obviously as a the marvel universe rolls on we already know a spider-man movie is is coming out this year uh i think they've confirmed black panther 2 is happening guardians 3 is happening so those those movies are still going to come but you know what what form does avenge the new avengers film take you know what form does another civil war type event you know, you, you know what i mean i mean like what what do those look like uh now it's, it's kind of hard to say with all these significant characters retired and some mantles were passed on to other characters but I don't know if that's necessarily going to translate to, to, to them being as equally successful but um, it's,
0: it's interesting because yeah the, the two lead characters of this entire universe are Tony Stark who died and Captain America who got his little sunset moment so like who's yeah. even who's he's who's Black Panther is going to be the lead maybe? I don't know
1: yeah which I, I guess which they could do because I mean that movie was a ridiculous success mm. um um yeah, I, I I don't know. It's actually it feels like it's in a state of flux because all all the movies that are in the pipeline now kind of feel like they're just kind of standalone things. But uh, part part of the the appeal of the universe is these um uh, these kind of touchstone events. But uh, it will, time will tell. I'm sure we'll know before too long. Though the interesting thing is, the other character I thought this film would set up
0: to lead the universe is Captain Marvel, and she has a shockingly small role in it
1: yes yeah and i um that leads me to believe the rumors that they that they had alternate takes and and alternate uh shots done depending on the success of the film Hmm. um because her her role does very much feel like she kind of you know she turns the tide of battle a little bit but you know she doesn't um she doesn't kill thanos not herself not personally um so yeah it's it's weird considering what a big deal they made of her at the end of Infinity War and, and, I mean, she is a Superman-esque character. Um, yeah, it, it was odd. It was odd. And, um... I also I, I do think it is kind of one of the, the the one of the weaker aspects of the film but again it's a, you don't think about it too much because there's so much other shit happening is that she kind of she shows up she helps save tony and then she's then her whole thing is like i have other planets to deal with Bye, yeah and then and then she, she comes back at the very end it's a little um it's a it's a it's a little shoehorny it's a little kind of uh uh like plot device character who can kind of just pop up and save the day when when needs be. But, eh, you know, it was all right. It was was still good to see her. The Thanos headbutt spot was great.
0: It was. And she has a new haircut, too.
1: Yes, that was very cool as well. I like that.
0: We had our... I think it's the final Stan Lee cameo when they're back in the 70s. He's shouting out of a car.
1: Yes, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite, but it was all right.
0: I believe it's the last one.
1: Uh, yeah. Unless... um...
0: My, maybe because I know they filmed the bulk, so maybe there's one in Spider-Man, but maybe not.
1: Yeah, I was thinking Spider-Man. I I, I don't know when that was filmed, but I yeah, probably not.
0: I have um, a I have a very hot take for you, Barry. Go on. The John Williams Superman t- uh, theme, the Danny Elfman Batman theme, and the Alan Silvestri Avengers theme. I th- I think they are in the same conversation now.
1: Uh, I yeah, I probably agree they're in the conversation. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, I, I, I think I think that music is ingrained um, now mm. uh, in, in in the public consciousness, and it was really and it was really uh, well used um, uh, in in both these last two films, especially. So yeah, I think that's fair.
0: It's like the the big triumphant moment where everyone returns out of their Doctor Strange portals. They play the Avengers theme,
1: and it's like yeah. It, it is, it is great cool guy moment music, you know.
0: Um, so we have Spider. I was very upset because my plan for this podcast was for our next episode we would rank all of the films up until the end of Phase Three. But guess what, Barry? Spider Man is also in Phase Three.
1: <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, I it's- hate with to- the phases that's really annoying
0: it's like why would you not have the end of the phase be the climactic event of the the entire universe where everyone is dead oh yeah they killed uh black widow as well we should probably mention that
1: yeah um which was weird i guess that movie is a prequel now Mm um yeah that was weird also i just feel like i never really got that level of connection with her and clint Mm. Uh, uh, I guess it didn't really make sense for Hulk to be in that particular location but that would have made, that would have been a bit more of an emotionally poignant moment. Also, uh watching the movies back to back, I think using the exact same piece of music and the exact same uh, shot of her at the bottom of the pit was a bit on the nose. Too on the
0: nose, yeah. I was I was watching that film I was like, do they did they did they go to that planet not know Well, I guess like they didn't know that you had to sacrifice somebody because like they knew that Gamora had died. But they didn't know, They, I assume they just thought Thanos killed her. I assume uh, that they didn't know about the soul for a soul thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I assume that, but also, I don't think those two specifically were privy to who Gamora was or that she died at that time. <laughs> That's true. And I, I, I don't know if, if Stark would have necessarily briefed them on everything, because they kind of frame his return as him coming back to Earth and immediately being done with mm. everyone. Uh, so yeah, I See, guess, I guess they simply would not have known. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, that was, uh, that scene was, was well done and everything. It, it was just, uh, I, it's, it's, it's just, a, it, it, she's not a character I've ever really gravitated to, um, over the course of, uh, this franchise, I think the lack of standalone film probably hurts, mm. uh, and and also the fact that she has felt like you know for for one of the few central female characters in the universe they have so often framed her as a, uh, a kind of a love interest for Hulk and stuff like that and it it it, it is made it has made her hard to to relate to but um, but you know that scene was still you know it was all right
0: yeah the the other character that's like that for me is Nebula and I'm like I I, I don't think it's bad but I'm just not into any of the Nebula stuff in this film uh
1: yeah I. <laughs> I I'd say I probably like Nebula more than you do. I, it's one of my one of the things I like most about Guardians Two was I mm. thought the Nebula stuff was pretty good. Um, and yeah, but it, it did it did feel like you were kind of retreading her arc in this film mm. because they go back in time and then there's Nebula when she's still evil, but then she in turn also sees the light and that's good. But again, we've kind of had that moment already. Hence present day Nebula being a good guy, you know, so, um, uh, but yeah, it, you know, th- those, those were kind of little, you, you little minor niggles, um, uh, over, over the course
0: of, of the film, Over the course of this gigantic three hour film. I'm looking at the cast list at the moment, and it's just like.
1: <laughs> Anyway, else again? It's on the uh, on the um, phase thing you mentioned. The other thing that makes that annoying is that they also like they call everything up to this point the Infinity Saga. Mm-hmm. So this, so as well as their phases, they they then recognize this as one contained saga, which I guess is what you'll use to refer to the uh, Iron the, the Robert Downey Jr. Chris Evans Scarlett Johansson period of films, um, the Infinity Saga.
0: Mm. It is interesting. They have one announced for uh, Disney Plus, and as we still stand, Vision is dead. And they have a Black Widow film announced, and as we sta- as you said, as as we stand, Black Widow is dead. So it's like, are, are they going to do some undoing? Like Vision is probably the easiest undo because he's basically a robot.
1: I would much rather they do prequels. <laughs> I, I I think it not only would I like the integrity of, of what happens in the film to, to be honored mm. but also i it feel it makes me feel less inclined to watch those disney plus shows and but not not so much the movie more so the disney plus shows because they're already they already have the disadvantage of being like online only streaming shows but if you then start doing a bunch of bullshit where you're undoing character debts and was like okay you y- you strike me as a non-canon show and i don't want to really put any time into you um i i would rather the i think they have plenty of ground to to go back in time with these characters and 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 um have some fun with the backstories without undoing the, the events of the films.
0: There is precedent for all the film universe knows Coulson is still dead and he's been alive for a long time now.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about Coulson.
0: So they, they have a tendency to bring back people they want on their television shows for the television who died in the films. So
1: Yeah, I guess we won't... No, I, those... What what the streaming service original shows are going to be fascinates me, because I also don't know if, how good are they going to be, what standards they're going to have, but I don't know.
0: Hmm. How did you feel about uh, Hulk and Thor, both played nearly entirely for comedy throughout the entire film?
1: Yeah, the Thor thing was uh, surprising. I was kind of waiting for... Um, A turnaround moment where he kind of got more serious and it kind of just became the case that he just sort of was serious towards the end he didn't really kind of gradually get to that point but i still i still thought it was very very funny i i appreciated what they did with him seemed like they're positioning him as more of a of a comedic character because he seems like i guess he's going to be involved in guardians now i don't know
0: i'm Um, i don't know it's going to be the as guardians of the galaxy barry
1: yes i mean that that sounds good to me i don't know if he if he has signed on for that, but I'd be all, I'd be all on board. And Hulk, uh, yeah, I, I thought Hulk was great. I mean, I've always kind of enjoyed Hulk in that, in that, uh, that capacity in these movies. Um, I'm not massively in to the, um, the oh so powerful, but so unable to control that character that never does anything for me. It's part of why I don't care about dark Phoenix. Um, I'd rather them have a bit more fun with that character than, just especially because we've already done the thing where he's you know he can't control it and you know we, we've done that, so I, I I thought this was a a more uh, uh, interesting take on the character.
0: I had no idea Universal still had film rights for Hulk.
1: Neither did I. It's the first I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, that's like that's literally why they're not making solo Hulk. It's weird that they have rights to solo Hulk films but not Hulk the character. So they just keep throwing Hulk the character into other films, so Universal don't get paid.
1: Yeah, but I, 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 like, and the must also know. I mean, is it even worth bothering?
0: That's true too. I think I think that's Endgame. There's like there's a bunch of other like uh, Cap wields the hammer, which is awesome, and like this film is just full of moments. And again, that pays back to uh, that last the uh, Age of Ultron, where they they slightly tease the Cap could lift the hammer, and then they paid it off here again. It's just there's there's probably a hundred moments in this film. Of that, just that kind of stuff, and it's amazing that it doesn't feel forced. It, oh. I guess, after twenty-two films, you've earned it. <laughs> but it, it, it at no stage do do and like, and said, there's probably a good hundred callbacks, probably more, honestly, to the twenty-one films that preceded this film, and it just it feels right. It works, and it always works. And it, it, as I said, if you've seen. Not even the, the previous twenty one. If you've seen like fifteen of these films, this film will be immensely satisfying. I d I don't understand how it couldn't be.
1: No, absolutely, yeah. Um It'll it'll be fascinating to go back and and, and rewatch multiple times and, and see just how much they packed in there.
0: Mm, and we have a Spider Man Far From Home next. And okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm kinda of very tepid at that. Um so far I'm absolutely alright. I mean but uh, how alright it would be I'm not so sure I'm...
0: I wish, uh, oh actually I forgot that there's two community cameos ok the Russo brothers continue uh, there's Ken Young and Yvette Nicole Brown are you a community guy?
1: no I'm not although Ken Young being in there I did notice
0: yeah and there's Yvette Nicole Brown continuing the Russo's trend of they had Danny Pudi and Jim Rash in other films so the uh, community oh, the, the, they had Tobias Blue in Infinity War didn't they? Did they? Yeah, he's when he's in one of like the collector's tubes, just blewed up that's Tobias Bluth. A, that's,
1: a, that's their favorite place to put stuff.
0: Yeah, it's so uh, Arrested Development is canon in the MCU, apparently.
1: <laughs> I guess so.
0: But yeah, that's that's we Spider Man. I really wish the next film would be something new, like just like it's another Spider Man film. I'm like, oh, well, okay. I like Spider Man, but. Okay.
1: Yeah, and it's one that doesn't look very interesting. Like it really looks like a, it looks like a straight to Netflix thing. Like I don't, I'm, 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 I'm pretty, I'm very low on that. I, I, am hoping, I'm hoping to be pleasantly surprised. But yeah,
0: like, like everything in the MCU is five years along now, or five years in the future. How are I they? Guess. Gonna, how are they going to deal with that?
1: <laughs> that was my other uh, plot question. Was was yeah the, the big right off in the sunset moment, you see Peter back at school with Ned, I'm like, uh... Wait, how is that? In the case?
0: Isn't Ned, like, 20 now?
1: Unless it's, like... Was there a universal agreement on the planet when everyone came back to was Like, look... We'll just go back five years? Oh, no, wait, yeah, I guess, maybe, like... P- Peter, maybe all his friends were dusted as well, so they haven't aged.
0: Every single one of them... <laughs>
1: Yeah, hey, it was fifty percent of the planet.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, Hawkeye really lost that gamble, didn't he? It's like all of his family's gone.
1: All of his family, yeah. So I get that's a bit of a stretch, but yeah, you know, we could we'll allow it.
0: All right. Uh, any other thoughts on Endgame?
1: No, I don't think so. I think we've, uh, um, I think we've covered it.
0: We've whacked the moles. I believe so. Before we go, Barry, do you have anything else to plug or say? Or where can people find you on the broad, terrible world that is the internet?
1: Yeah, on the uh, never-ending hellhole of internet. You can find me, twitter.com slash Lad. You can find me at thebarrylad.com where I'm turning out reviews of various things. Got some stuff in the works for that that's going to be up there in the next couple of days. And uh, yeah, that's it.